What's up everyone, you're listening to episode 371 of the Membership Geeks podcast and today is a very, very special episode as we are celebrating the 7th anniversary of Membership Academy. Let's do this. You're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now here are your hosts, Mike Morrison and Callie Willows. Well, hello there. Thank you for joining us this week for a very special episode of the podcast as we are marking the seventh birthday of Membership Academy. We have a seven-year-old membership, Callie. Woohoo! Although I am slightly <laughs> distracted by trying to work out how old that makes it in internet years. Uh, Far too old, I think. Yeah, Far I'm, too old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the multiple is for internet years. I'm pretty sure it's just like dog years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a monumentous occasion as we hit our seventh year. And as, as is always the case with anything like this, on the one hand, it seems like we've been doing this forever in a very very good way but on the other hand it does seem like only yesterday that we were in that really stressy panicky pre-launch phase of launching a brand new membership site that we didn't have any real idea of just how much it would blow up yeah it's crazy to think and yeah seven years later over seven thousand members later here we are yeah it is awesome so We thought we'd celebrate it with you and we would do our customary recap of the past year. We've been doing this since the beginning. Um, You know, I think, was it three months after we very first launched the Academy in 2015, we did a, a little recap and review of how the launch went. And then every anniversary, we've done essentially a year in review as our way of both marking the celebration both marking the occasion, but also to give you an insight into what goes on behind the scenes of a successful membership website. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, let's dive in. Let's let's kind of look at what's happened over the last 12 months. And we can kind of pick up where the, the sixth anniversary episode laid off because we were just on the cusp of doing some big stuff, particularly launching the brand new membership roadmap. So we talked a lot about what that was going to be and about our plans and kind of how working on the roadmap really was was kind of down to reprioritization as a result of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was definitely a labor of love as, as well. That was kind of our, our magnum opus. Yeah, so we've had a membership roadmap of some sort since 2016, but Prior to the big relaunch last year, it's always kind of been a little bit more of a navigational tool. So it's been a little bit more about pointing people in the direction of different pieces of content or different podcast episodes and stuff like that within the Academy. But we set about, what, 18 months ago, maybe a little bit longer, um, the process of creating an entire course from scratch that would take people from that initial acorn of an idea all the way through the whole process of planning it out, figuring out your offer, um, getting the tech sorted, getting your marketing, your retention stuff in place, and getting that membership successfully launched. And yeah, that labor of love, emphasis on the labor part, I think, 
Because <laughs> that was a lot of work. It was, it was. But it was worth it in the end. Absolutely. So where we left off in last year's anniversary episode, we were just about to launch it. The launch and the rollout of the uh, membership roadmap, it was phenomenally well received. The feedback we got was just, it just blew us away. Yeah, absolutely. Like we knew when we were creating it, our aim was to to essentially create the best course on on memberships out there. And, you know, I I think we achieved it. I know that we've achieved it. And actually not to create a course on memberships, but a practical, implementable, step-by-step, do it as you go and you will have your membership launched at the end. So it's it's far more of an actionable yeah, it's not something where you just, you know, you, you spend however many weeks consume the content and then you come out of it better informed or better educated or with some extra knowledge. You'll have all the extra knowledge, but also you'll have implemented at literally every single step of the way. It's the most actionable, practical program for getting a membership started. And, you know, those of you in the online space who run memberships or have a familiarity with different types of online products. You're probably thinking, okay, so the creator of this course, now generally, if you're producing a course that does all the things we've just said that it would do, that's something you would sell separately, right? You would sell for hundreds or thousands of dollars. Indeed, you know, the $2,000 course is kind of a staple in the online world. But not only did we want to make just the best course that we could go out and sell for thousands of dollars, the whole idea of it was to just have this inside the membership as part of what you get for $65 a month. 49 uh, at the time. It was 49 at the time, yeah. Just as something you get in the academy. So it's not even been developed as an additional product or an extra revenue stream or, you know, a, a way of ramping up our revenue with these high-ticket course sales. This was just done to take the academy to an even higher level than it was already at. And I I don't know about you, but I think the confidence that it gives me that actually knowing this is something we've created that we could easily sell for a lot of money. We could take it out and sell it for hundreds, thousands of dollars. Thousands, easily. Like the confidence that brings to actually know that that is part of the membership is, it's huge. Massive, massive, because we know that anything comparable doesn't compare like it just it doesn't compare in terms of what is delivered but in terms of price point as well and in terms of just sheer value and in terms of making it easy and accessible and affordable for other people to come into this wonderful world of online memberships and get off to the best possible start with this proven roadmap that just will ensure that your membership launches successfully you've got all the right things in place yeah you can tell we're fans of it we're (laughs) we're really kind of hyping it up this isn't us reading like a sales pitch or anything this is just our confidence and our excitement about the fact we were able to launch the roadmap even it's 11 months or so since we rolled it out in the academy and even now you know that hasn't that hasn't gone away that's it's still something we're continuously excited about and the feedback that we've been getting from people even though we were already massively confident in what this roadmap would do. The feedback went even further above our expectations. Yeah, and not just from new members going through it as well, but actually existing members, even members who've already got their membership launched and are going back through things like the retention to, to kind of up their skills. Like just that feedback 
all around has been has been great. Yeah, so obviously one of the main things that we did were all about getting member feedback. So we had a little um, feedback form with ratings and obviously fields where people could type in specific feedback on specific parts. We had that for every stage in that roadmap. So we were really heavy on getting that feedback and getting those those comments and suggestions and improvement. And, you know, we were expecting a lot of nice stuff, a lot of positive stuff, because our members are nice, positive people. But we were expecting, you know, that it might not be for some people. You can't ever please everyone. But we kind of did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think now, but I think like, yeah, any, any negative feedback was very minor where it was kind of like, it'd be nice if you talked about this to one particular tool or yeah. it'd be nice if you did this as opposed to anything you know, structural or strategy no. based. So yeah, it's, I think it's been even better than yeah. we hoped in terms of how it's been received, but now we need to do a better job of selling it because we actually do. we've, we've made all these changes. We've, we've kind of really doubled down and gone huge on it, but we haven't actually changed how we talk about or sell it. Well, in this, our marketing. this is the problem. And I think we might've talked about this on either this episode or on a, a, another episode before is sometimes when you're so entrenched in a big project like this was, finishing it feels like you're finished right so getting it ready and getting it released kind of feels like that final step right and and kind of the last thing you want to do is more stuff on this project and so i think i don't know about you but there definitely was a little bit of a degree um, of that for me because it was such a lot of uh, work and the relief of being able to roll this out to people there was definitely that part of me that was kind of like okay Oh, we're done with that. Now, what's the next thing? As opposed to, okay, what more can we do to sell this, to to really get across to people just how valuable this is and how fantastic it is? So we absolutely need to do a much better job of selling it because it is kind of the best kept secret in the online membership space by far. So that's going to be a big focal point. We'll talk a little bit about some of the things that we've done that is, is going to help us do that uh, moving forward. Definitely the biggest surprise to me is just how many people who already have existing memberships are going back and redoing this course from scratch. Now, these are people in some cases who've had their membership for years and they are literally going back to the membership roadmap course and following it step step by step from the first stage just to make sure they're doing everything right. And particularly on the marketing and the retention front as well, uh, in terms of what we like, not just teach, but the resources we provide to implement the, the marketing funnel, to implement the various retention uh, tactics that we teach, like that's helping existing memberships level up. And I don't think, I think we always kind of thought, you know, people who are already up and running will go back and look at it out of curiosity. Um, but I don't think we'd quite envisage just how many times, you know, we'd have people say, oh, you know, I've been running for ages and I, I was only doing a tiny percentage of what you talked about and I've implemented what you teach and now the membership's doing even better. Yeah, and I think as well, 
where I didn't necessarily anticipate it coming in is, you know, we have we have members who've had their membership for three years, five years, seven years. Ten years. Yeah. And, you know, your membership at year four is very different to your membership at year one. And actually, a lot of the time, those memberships change. They pivot slightly. They, mm. they kind of change what they're offering. And so actually, people going back and using the roadmap for that as well. So those early stages of refining their offer, refining yeah. what they're including in the membership – as their membership ages and as kind of the needs of themselves and their members change. Yeah, it's definitely something I see people going back to, you know, every few years. And without doubt, there'll be updates made to the roadmap course as well, as new tactics gain prominence, as new tools become available, new strategies become viable. And so, yeah, it's it's massive, massive, probably our proudest achievement of the last year. Um, came very, very early within that period. Yeah, it's all been downhill from that. <laughs> <laughs> can't say that. Um, but no, we definitely, definitely one big thing for the, the coming months and years is um, doing a much better job of selling just how vital the roadmap is and how insane it is that you can get your hands on it for like a regular monthly price as opposed to sitting on a waiting list for a $2,000 launch in six months time like no this roadmap is there right now and it's 65 dollars to join per month crazy that we're not um doing a better job of getting that message out there but hey um speaking of price speaking of the 65 dollars a month as you corrected me it was actually 49 dollars a month when we launched the roadmap that is because we increased the price of the academy yeah, this was really long overdue. We were actually going to increase the price way back at the start of 2020, just before the pandemic hit or yeah. just after the pandemic hit. But for obvious reasons with the pandemic and everything that happened in the couple of years after that, we kind of held off on that. We decided we wanted, wanted to keep things as affordable as we could yeah. for as long as we could, even though we'd been at that price for six, well, five years at the time. Yeah, um, so you know, so we were long overdue. <laughs> yeah, so I think we we got to that forty nine dollar price point in twenty sixteen, didn't we? Because um, the yeah. the price when we launched after we did our launch promo was thirty nine dollars for from twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. Then it went up to forty nine, and it was forty nine for four yeah no. for four years before we decided we were going to increase the price. But yeah, we put off putting that price up again by almost two years. Just because, you know, very, uh, I mean, we all remember how the pandemic was and so many people were, were having to start exploring other ways of, of doing business, other ways of making money. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we were as accessible, as affordable as possible. Um, and, you know, we didn't need, like it wasn't, driven by a financial need like we need to put the price up because we want to make loads more money it was more just making sure that the the price point was reflective of how much value the academy now offers yeah and we could easily have put it up by more oh, easily um but i think we still wanted to keep it in that as a i like as being possible. affordable yeah i like being accessible to a lot of people i don't want the academy to be this exclusive exclusionary place i don't want it to be an obstacle like i want people to look at that that price point and not kind of feel oh man there's no way i'm going to be able to to even go down this avenue because that's crazy pricing 
Yeah, and I think maybe some of that, and this might be going a bit too much into pop psychology here, but I think some of that comes from both of our backgrounds as well, because both of us, when we first started out in business, were kind of scrappy. And actually, (laughs) you know, this is the kind of thing that we could afford and need, Mm -hmm. as opposed to kind of a lot of things that were out there at the time that that weren't that affordable. Yeah, I mean, we're both, you know, there's the English factor. Um, and you know, you don't want to be impolite by charging too much <laughs> as though either of us are particularly polite. You're polite. I'm polite. Thank you very yeah. much. Even there, even, <laughs> even in, in your offended statement, you were very polite. Um, but you know, we're both from working class backgrounds as well. So just trying to put ourselves in the position, um, of, of people who might have had to kind of come onto this journey of starting a membership in a very, very short space of time um, because of what was going on with the, the world changing really quickly with the pandemic. Yeah, so we we delayed that price increase until November last year, was it? Yeah, end of October, beginning of November. Yeah, um, and obviously one of the big things that we talk about whenever you're going to do a price increase is you should always run a big promotional campaign centered around the fact that the price will be going up on a certain date because it's almost like a reverse discount. Like if you if you join within the next two weeks before the price goes up, you are going to save X amount on what that price will be. A lot of people forget to do this or they overlook just how successful those price increase promotions can be. And yeah, it was definitely successful for us um, in terms of pushing people maybe who've been waiting or they've been on the fence, being able to say to them, listen, on the 1st of November or the 5th of November, whatever it was, um, the price is going to go up, but it's only October 20th right now. So if you join any time between now and then, you lock in the current price. That's the the, the important thing when you're doing that kind of promo uh, for uh, a membership. It's not just about, well, hey, if you join now, this month's payment will be cheaper, but then it goes up for you next month. Members will always get the price that they originally joined at, so they get to lock in that old pricing for the entire time they remain a member. And yeah, that promotion was very, very successful. We got hundreds of new members joining, a lot of past members coming back as well. Yeah, it was a it was a, a great drive to get past members who maybe wanted to come back and do some new training and things like that, and a lot of existing members upgrading to annual as well. Yeah. And there's there's um, if you're an academy member and you haven't watched our price increase masterclass yet, then be sure to add that to your to do list because not only do we give you exactly kind of our strategy for this, everything including email swipes, but we also go into the specific numbers yeah. around this for for us as well and um, how this promotion worked for us. Uh, but the, I think one of the things I'm proudest of with that price increase is actually, obviously with something like this, you do have a deadline. There's a reason to encourage yeah. people. So we were sending more, you know, we don't normally send that many promotional emails and things like that. But one of the things I'm proudest of is the number of replies we got where it was kind of like, just want to thank you for not, you know, not pressuring this because in yeah. everything it was always like, you know, you can still join afterwards. You can still j- come later. It'll just cost you that bit more. And actually sending out an email along the lines of, you know, we've had the question of, you know, I, I want to join in future. I'm not ready yet. Should I join now? So I get the cheaper price and being honest and saying, well, actually, if you're not yeah. ready yet, then it's probably going to cost you more in the long run joining now. We got a lot of positive feedback on yeah. that because marketers don't do that. We were outright saying to people, okay, like 
yes, there's a big incentive to join in right now. But if you're if you're not ready, if you're just going to join now but not be in a place to actually use it for another three, four, five, six months, don't join. It's going to cost you more in the long run doing that, even though yeah. you think you're saving money. Yeah. Like most marketers, most people selling stuff, they're not honest that way. And I think the, the amount of the price increase was right in that sweet spot where it was enough of an incentive to nudge people and give them just that extra reason so that it was maybe one of 20 reasons they were going to join the academy this week instead of next month. But it wasn't such a gulf that it was overly pressuring people into making a bad buying decision. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, in terms of that increase, you know, we went from 49 a month and 450 a year to 65 a month and 590 a year. So the annual saving is actually more relatively to the, more relative to the current monthly pricing yeah. than the old annual was to the old monthly price. Yeah, the annual now is essentially the equivalent of if you were paying the $49 for a year. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So again, that's just again, it's not a massive disparity, but it's still just a, a little bit of added incentive to um, encourage people to commit for longer uh, with annual memberships without punishing them if they choose not to. Obviously, if people commit to an annual membership, we know that they're going to stand a better chance of getting great results because it gives them that time to really dive into the roadmap, get their membership launched, and then make use of the support and the additional training that will then take them from that launch to that next level and the level after that. So we know the people who get the best results are the ones who commit to longer. So again, that was a, a part of the decision around what the new price would be. Just to make that annual pricing that little bit more attractive by comparison to the monthly pricing uh, than it previously had been, and even before that, it was still a good deal. The four fifty a year was still a good deal, but five ninety a year in the context of our existing pricing is an even better one. Massive, massive bargain, if we say so ourselves. Um, all right, so yeah, that price increase was kind of that wrapped up our year pretty much, didn't it? Yeah, we did our we did our usual advent calendar holiday countdown, yep. uh, which was great fun as always. But otherwise, yeah, that was that was kind of our big feature of the year, really. Yeah, but then we came out swinging really early in twenty twenty two. I think it was January fourth. January fourth, new brand, new new us. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, it's not exactly like breaking news because you're listening to the Membership Geeks podcast. Those of you who've been listening. Um, for a little bit longer, we'll know that before we were the Membership Geeks, we were the Membership Guys. And that rebrand, which, yeah, was a lot more than just a name change. There was change to the aesthetic, change to um, the the just the way in which we position, communicate, and our messaging and all of that, to just have a little bit more of us. A little more fun, a little more personality, a little more of our geeky selves. Yes, absolutely. Although I think I might be taking that a little too far on my personal TikTok channel, which <laughs> um, is just Lego videos. Yeah. It was meant to be a mix. It was originally going to be a channel that I used kind of like for a little bit of business, but with a little bit of geekery in there. And it's just, it's all geek. It's got no business value whatsoever. It's, I think there's one business video. <laughs> Um, which was maybe the first one I did, and then the rest of them is just Lego. Um, but yeah, so we we dug a bit deeper into the reasoning behind it, the journey towards that rebrand back in episode 339. If you're interested, you can go to membershipgeeks.com slash 339. 
3.9. But that was definitely something that would be an itching to do for a while. Yeah, it was a it was a long time coming, and I think we definitely, or I definitely, have felt a lot more confident with the new brand as well, a yeah. lot more able to put some personality in. And of course, it meant that I came on the podcast as, absolutely as co-host. Yeah, yeah, I, Callie I was brought out the cupboard. Callie bullied her way onto my show, and of course, the podcast was better for it because, of course, it was. But yeah, the membership geeks. I, I think honestly. Like we we discussed this on the the whole episode we did about the rebrand, but membership guys always kind of sat just a l- tiny little bit uncomfortably with us as a brand, pretty much from day one when we got the first comment of "Why is it guys when there's one guy and one girl?" Um, so it's always there's always been a little bit of an awkwardness to it, but. I mean, we bootstrapped everything when we started up um, in, you know, putting the podcast out and putting blogs out and positioning ourselves as membership experts rather than working directly one-on-one with clients. So part of that bootstrapping was the brand as well. You know, we went with the membership guys because um, it did what it said on the tin. The domain name was available and it wasn't something that uh, had the... The, the thought process and the big strategic planning that you otherwise might um, do when you're, you're deciding on your branding. Like we were running at a hundred miles an hour, getting this thing up and running. And it was only afterwards where we're kind of like, okay, not perfect brand, but you know, it'll do. And I mean, it, it more than did it more than uh, served as well for yeah. Six and a half years. Yeah, I mean, we built a, a seven-figure business with that yeah. brand, so we can't we can't slag it off too much. But no. you know, membership geeks definitely feels more like us. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and it feels like it gives us license to yeah, just infuse a lot more of us and our personality and things. Which I think it's always been an important thing in terms of online business and online marketing. Uh, but I feel for us in terms of timing, establishing ourselves as credible was always at the forefront of our priorities. And I feel we've more than done that now. I think now the big the, the, the big thing we want to kind of get in there is a bit more of our personalities and who we are and, um, you know, what we do when we're not just dropping membership knowledge uh, left, right, and centre. Yeah, and also big props to our graphic designer, Tom, for actually enabling us to to realize that vision both with the membership geeks brand and the awesome graphics he does for this podcast and things like that where i think he he loves infusing that geekery into it as well absolutely like he i think he was the happiest person in the whole company when we rebranded because he knows where geeks he'd been subtly trying to put in kind of geeky imagery into all of our stuff before but we let him take the gloves off and go all out also got to give a big shout out to our friend david foster who owned the domain name and very very generously uh, let us have it um you know didn't need to i, I would probably say 99.9 percent of people if if we'd gone to them and said oh hey you've got this domain name do you mind if you know do you mind selling it to us they would have come back with a five-figure quote um you know, so massive, massive props with, uh, to David for kind of giving us that final piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have to go with the membershipgeeks.com. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want the full insight into um, the, the more kind of 
business and strategy side of that rebrand. We do go in depth in episode 339. Make sure you check that out. And we kind of got to take that new brand out on the road as well over the last year. We got to travel again. So, so excited to be able to to get back into the world travel go to events meet members it's the meeting members because again if you if if we've had the pleasure of meeting you you will know so we say this all the time it's the best thing that we get to do we get to we, we've been able over the last seven years to go all over the world and meet members we've met members in the philippines we've met members throughout the uk we've met members throughout the us and san diego and vegas and philadelphia oh no we've never met them in vegas have we no no we've never done a little i'm not sure if people are ready for vegas no mike and cali they're not ready for the vegas geeks no we've met them in philadelphia and chicago la san diego san diego atlanta um, yeah, Austin, Austin, everywhere. Oh, we need so to do Australia next. We do. You've been badgering me to go to Australia. Let us know. Hit us up on social media. Should we come to Australia and meet some of our Australian members? Give us a shout at Membership Geeks. You might be able to convince me to come over and risk life and limb because <laughs> Australia is a dangerous country. From all these, Callie just keeps telling me stories to try and convince me to come to Australia, and they all involve like big beasts. But they always end with the fact that I didn't die. I mean, yeah, but that my bar for a successful <laughs> holiday is a little higher than you probably won't die. And I'm, I mean, I'm joking, of course. We've got fantastic members in Australia. It's a beautiful country, I'm told. Um, and so, yeah, we, we should make our way over there. We just need to find some good events to go to. Yeah, definitely. We always like to piggyback on the back of conferences and and business events whereby we can go along learn some stuff, bring some knowledge back for you guys. But the fun bit, we get to take any local members out to dinner or drinks or whatever. So we were able to do that again. The very first event that we were able to dip our toes or I was able to dip my toes back into was Atomicon uh, run by Andrew and Pete. And that wasn't so much traveling because that was actually in our hometown of Newcastle. So it was a 20-minute car ride. Um, But that was the first really the first event of any kind that either of us had, had gone into, wasn't it? I don't even think we'd, we hadn't even been to the cinema at that point because it was just as things were, were starting to loosen a little bit uh, in the UK. And I think there was a couple of hundred people there maybe at Atomicon. Uh, but again, just getting to see some of our friends, see some of our members and like remember what the world was like um yeah and that i think that made things a little or that added to a little bit of the confidence for us to go a little bit bigger um just a few months later yeah went from a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand at social media marketing world in san diego which yeah that was a nice event to go back to especially for my first proper foray into the world not only because i always love any excuse to go to san diego but michael stelsner social media examiner always puts on a good event there's a lot of great speakers it's a great crowd and we always know a lot of our members are going to be there as well so we always know it's a it's going to be a great few days definitely and we had a really nice dinner with a bunch of our members in the marriott um after the event and we also had we we had members traveling in from outside of the area as well which is always i always feel pressured when people are like <laughs> we're like oh you've been have you been at the event i'm like no no we've driven or we've flown in just to have this dinner like, oh 
No pressure there. No pressure. A, the food, I hope, is good. Um, but B, that means we actually need to have some good conversation and banter to make it worth your while. But yeah, it's always it's always a little odd because you forget when you run an online business, like you're not just talking to a screen all the time. Like there are actual people out there who, you know, like what you lay down and um, want to meet you and stuff. But as two relatively reserved, relatively introverted English folk, it is always a little odd when like, yay, I've, I've flown like hundreds of miles to meet you. Like, why? <laughs> well, we're grateful. We're grateful. But, you know, just we're normal, weird people. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, San Diego was fantastic. That dinner that we had with with members, that was kind of so uh, energizing, so invigorating, and was a nice reminder of, you know, why why we do it. And that's probably the best thing anytime we, we get to meet our members is, you know, putting the faces to names and hearing about just them personally, but also their business and what they've done with their membership, what they're planning to do. And, you know, the part that we played, big or small. Yeah, it's always amazing. And always good to see them connecting with each other as well. Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing is actually watching members make those connections. And especially if at local meetups, knowing that they then have someone that they know locally yeah. that is also entrenched in this membership space and they can carry on that relationship as well. Absolutely. And I think not long after that, I went out on my first solo trip in years, I have yeah. to say, to uh, Arizona for the brand new Creator Economy Expo um, by Joe Paluzzi and Brian Clark. And that was a very different event to anything I've been to, I think, in terms of it was all resort-based, everybody staying in the in the resort and things. And, and that was a great event, a new experience. A lot less members there, I would say, but we had some of our members were speaking. So shout out to the wonderful Pamela Slim, who was speaking about the widest net and has a great book on the same name as well. Um, So yeah, so that was a a nice event for me, especially. And that was a lot more to do with Web3 and things like that, which I was kind of interested in, in finding a little bit more about. Yeah, I was quite jealous that you got to go out there, not just because there were some great speakers and obviously we had members there as well, because we've been in Arizona together like once. And yeah, it was a little bit better weather over there than it was here in the UK at the time. So, and it's also because as kind of a, a mark of the fact that, you know, we're talking about events and traveling around the world, but things are still a little iffy with getting out there and meeting people. So I, I was supposed to go to two events over the last year. There was the Scalable Conference in Austin, in Texas, last November, and then Podcast Movement in Dallas, uh, which I'm meant to be at right now, both of which I wasn't able to go to. Uh, November last year, the uh, travel ban was still in place with uh, people going from the UK to the US. And then podcast movement in in Dallas, even though obviously everything's kind of ticking along a bit better than it was, British Airways, who who we always fly with, uh, and who I had flights booked with for that, just kept cancelling a different flight on my itinerary every other week because they're still scrambling to sort out the mess that they've ended up in as a result of the pandemic. So it is that thing where, you know, on the one hand, getting back out there and making plans and traveling uh, to conferences for the business and to meet uh, uh, to meet our members. On the one hand, that's happening, but there's still, you keep getting those reminders of, okay, we're still not totally out the woods yet. And 
that kind of ties into what we do keep getting asked about, particularly now the world's opening up again, and that is whether we're going to do another conference, whether we're going to do another Retain Live, which was the conference we did in 2019, which literally every person who came to it absolutely loved and is desperate for us to do another one. Yeah, and there was, being honest, a, a time earlier this year when we were very close to pulling pulling the trigger on, on you know, Retain 2023 or even yeah. 2022. Um, but yeah, at, at the time of recording this, no plans, I'm afraid, folks. No, and it's honestly just because, yeah, while we might be at like 80%, 90% in terms of the world moving a little more freely and people being able to travel and events taking place without everyone coming away um, infected with COVID, we're still not there yet. And anyone who's ran an event or a conference will know, like, it is a decision that you make a long time in advance. It, there's financial commitments you make at least a year before the event takes place. So it is something you have to feel confident in deciding you're going to put on 12 months at least before you put it on. And right now, again, considering the fact that my attendance are at Podcast Movement, this month, like today, I would have been there. Oh, was I flying today? Actually? You were flying today. I was flying today. Like I'm meant to be on a plane at, on the day of recording, which is um, August 22nd. I'm supposed to be flying out to Dallas right now. So the fact that even, you know, a year after I think travel started, started opening back up, things still get cancelled. It's still not recovered. That definitely uh, puts a massive question mark over whether we would ever... Um, jump in and do another retain live conference and if so you know when that when that might be uh, because the last thing we want to do is get everyone excited about it and then it have to be have to be cancelled yeah and, and you know it's obviously not just because of that there's a lot no. of moving parts a lot of things you need to consider a lot of time that needs to go into it that needs to come from other places in the business that's the main like thing that. i mean it's, yeah. you know it's it's one of those things where it's a much bigger consideration than just do we want to do another one essentially yeah um, yeah and we could we could kind of half half I, i'm trying not to swear um we could we could do it without having to divert as many resources as much money and as much of our time into the planning and the execution of it like we could we could just put on an event with a lot less um going into it as we put into it but first that's just not how we do things like we are all in kind of people but also like when we did retain live it wasn't something that we did with the intention of making money from it in fact, any time we were going in the green, we would just find things we could reinvest that money into that would make the experience even better. It was purely a combination of brand building, content creation, because actually, you know, the great speakers and the content that we created then became um, content for the academy, but also the member meetup to beat all member meetups. So with that comes a lot invested in terms of our uh, attention in terms of our time in terms of our team resources and so yeah it's it's a much harder decision than i think some of the people who are um very impatiently but excitedly 
Like, are you going to do another one? Like, <laughs> we really want to, but... Um, so, yeah, stay tuned on that, but definitely, there's definitely not a 2022, most likely not a 2023. But, hey, who knows? Return live 2024. As I say, right, this is the problem. As I say, probably not return live 2023. Callie's just given me that look of, hmm, but maybe... But maybe. But maybe. But it is it is very flattering that people want us to do it. Yeah. It definitely is. And and I you know, um yeah, definitely watch this space. It's not a it's not an outright no, it's a it's a not, not for right now. Yeah, not right yeah. now. But speaking one last thing on events, if you're heading out to if you're in New York or you're heading out to New York for the subscription show in November, let me know and I will see you there. Yes, Callie's all about, Callie's like jet-setting around the world. It's my year. Yeah, while all of my events get cancelled, all my flights get scrapped, your jets at your Arizona, you're off to New York. I'm sure there's another one that you're doing or you were talking about doing. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? This is payback because in years gone by, it was always me who'd go out to the different podcasting conferences. So, you know, <sighs> this is what happens when I let you on the podcast all of a sudden. All of a sudden, I'm being usurped. Anyway, let's uh, move on to another uh, big thing that actually we just kind of, um, well, we did just release it fairly recently that we've been working on for a big chunk of this year, and that is the 2022 Online Membership Industry Report. We were very, very excited about getting this out there. Some of you may know that we released an industry report back in 2019 that actually the release of it coincided with uh, Retain Live. And actually the reason why we did the big industry report in 2019 was to actually get some stats and benchmarks and data that we can incorporate into our talks at Retain Live 2019. So um, it's been three years since then, and a lot has happened in those three years. So we made it a big, big priority this year to get an updated online membership industry report because there's still not really a huge amount of data out there about how memberships are doing. Like what's the average churn across the industry? What's the average yearly revenue? What's the average member lifetime value? What conversion rates are people seeing? What marketing tactics are people utilizing? What industries and what categories and niches are people starting memberships in? And, you know, we kind of, there's always the, the hope when we put the industry report out. On the one hand, we like the idea of being the definitive place to go for, for this data. But, you know, we kind of did it to try and get some information, and get some light shed on what's happening in this industry. Um, but still, up until, uh, still to now, this, it's still pretty much the only thing that's around in this in this online space that has data and benchmarks for online memberships. Yeah, I think so much about memberships kind of combines SaaS, it combines associations, it combines yeah. offline memberships, online memberships. Courses. It's, it, yeah, it's, a, it's just, a real mishmash as opposed to just the kind of memberships we teach, which is online training and community sites. Yeah, the typical, like what you think of and what people mean in the online business space when they say membership website. All the other data out there, yeah, they're, they're combining different types of subscription model and associating them all just because they're all subscriptions. But a, a software subscription company is wildly different to an online membership. An online membership is wildly different 
to a more traditional offline members association. So yeah, we, we, we've kind of taken up that baton of being the people who are bringing the data, bringing the stats, bringing the benchmarks of the online membership space. So we were very, very excited to be able to release the 2022 report. You can download that right now from membershipgeeks.com slash report. We don't ask for your email. We don't ask for anything from you. It's probably the only place in the internet where it looks like an opt-in page, but you click the button and it literally just gives you the thing without you needing to give an email address. Mainly, we just want to get this data out there. We want to try and inform as many membership owners as possible about what's happening in the industry, what's working, what's not, what's changed, how COVID has impacted membership businesses. Uh, Yeah, so there's a lot of data, a lot of great benchmarks, a lot of our analysis and takeaways, and it looks lovely. It does. Again, Tom's outdone himself there. Yeah, Tom, our phenomenal graphic design ninja, um, who we didn't have when we did the last report. So, you know, I, I can shuffle things around and make them look okay. So the last report looked all right, but man, Tom, if just if you just want to look at something pretty, uh, and download that report from membershipgeeks.com slash report. I don't think he ever wants to see another graph again, though. No, Tom hates graphs now. So yes. it'll be a couple of years until the next one before we make him endure having to create graphs and pie charts and all of that. So we put our team through that pain just for you. Yeah, and if you want to hear our top takeaways from it as well, then be sure to listen to episode 365 of this podcast, just a few episodes ago, in fact, yeah. for all of those top takeaways. But yeah, definitely download that report, give it a read over a cup of coffee. It's chunky, but insightful. <laughs> did you just say chunky? I did. <laughs> chunky, but insightful? Chunky, but insightful. I like to think that's a description that of description me as well. description of me. <laughs> <laughs> but moving swiftly on. Yeah, so we've mentioned Tom. Um, in particular, a few times, uh, who is part of Team Membership Geeks. Um, but yeah, we've had some changes to the team uh, over the last year. That's definitely been something that has been challenging. And again, we always, you know, every time we do these, we're not just talking up our achievements. We always want to share um, some of the things that either we struggle with or perhaps weren't as pleasant to deal with. And um yeah, some of the team changes, we've had to say goodbye to a couple of members of the team uh, over the last 12 months, mainly just through changes in what the business is going to be doing, in you know what the business activities and operations and direction and all that stuff uh, are now and moving forward compared to you know a year, two, three years ago. Um, there's been a lot of change in terms of what we're going to be doing in the business. And we'll talk a little bit about that shortly and what the future holds. And yeah, things evolve, things change. And extremely sadly, it has meant, you know, the, there's had to be some changes to the team, um, which yeah, has been one of the biggest challenges I've, I've ever had to face, I think, in yeah, business. Yeah, definitely. And I think even on last year's uh, roundup, I kind of talked a little bit about how actually learning to manage a team and kind of delegating and all of that good stuff was one of the things I'd found most most challenging because mm-hmm. it's not something that comes naturally to me. And that's definitely carried through to this year as well, I would say. And I would say, you know, we started the year as well, finding out that Hannah, our wonderful community manager, was going to be going on maternity leave for a year, which is awesome for her. But we and love- she now has a new member yes, of the team. She now yeah. has a new member of the team as well. Um, and that that's exciting. But 
for us, we love Hannah. She was an awesome part of the team, is an awesome part of the team. Our members love Hannah because yeah. Hannah next to us was the most visible person in the business. If you were an Academy member um, last year, you would have seen Hannah all over the community. And she did a lot of great things in the community, which we then had to kind of work out how to keep going without her. So that's also been quite a big transition. It's changed my role a lot again. Yeah. Um, and I finally had to do that. And I'm just really excited to welcome her back next year. <laughs> yes, yes. Although that still seems a long way away. It really, really does. So, yeah, we, we've kind of had to learn on the fly with um, with new situations with uh, our, our team. And, yeah, you know, companies evolve, businesses evolve, the world evolves, uh, priorities change. And, yeah, the the shape of the, the, the team um changes yeah. with it so that's been it's i would say you know single bad or a couple of members of the team and also yeah obviously looking at what we would do with the community and how we feel the the massive void uh that hannah was leaving even just for i mean you know hopefully she's coming back as well but you you never know you might decide that you liked her kid more than us <laughs> how dare she how dare she <laughs> that would be ridiculous <laughs> i know i know <laughs> That's all right. We've got hundreds of episodes of the podcast. Just pop some headphones on the kid, put her in the corner. On I need to stop kid. getting it on the kid. <laughs> <laughs> stick some stick some earbuds in the kid's ears, pop them in the corner, and I'll just like virtually babysit yeah. them via the podcast. You become their version of a lullaby. Oh, we but can yeah. we can create a new ultimate membership expert. I think that I think Hannah, I think Hannah should do that for the team. <laughs> train train the newcomer to be the ultimate membership expert to take over. Well, I we might be getting off track here. Yeah, I'm not, I was going to say getting off track. We I'm not sure this is typical maternity processes, is it? No, like, no, <laughs> let, let's, let's stop there. But we did also as well of saying goodbye to some team members. We also welcomed a new awesome team member, Zoe, as well as a yes. copywriter just a, just a couple of months ago now, actually. But she's she slotted right in and she's awesome. Absolutely. And that's come, again, I think, I, I think um, finding out at the top of the year, that Hannah would be taking some time off and that that kind of um, nudging us to step back, take that bigger picture look and reevaluate how the business would be operating, how the team would function, uh, where we were going, what we were going to be doing to get there and how all the pieces, how all the pieces fit into place to get us there. Not only did that kind of start the process that led us to, you know, realizing some roles in the business were no longer required but also that's helped us identify stuff that we needed something new that we needed and having an in-house copywriter like we produce a lot of content we write a lot of stuff um both for our free content our paid content but also we talked about the fact that we need to do a better job of selling things like the membership roadmap now that's not we do a phenomenal job of selling everything except the membership roadmap. Like we know that we could be doing a lot more with our email marketing strategy. We know we could be doing a lot more with um, written content guides and blogs and other resources on the membership geeks website. We know we're doing a lot more on social media. And so actually recognizing that what we needed was our own in-house copywriter to help us do more. Of, of the things that are going to move the needle for the business and just get better at actually conveying how awesome the academy is. 
Yeah, and um, just for anybody who's trying to keep track, if you're interested in what our team currently looks like at the moment, it's just four of us. It's just me, Mike, our, our graphic designer, Tom. Five. and our, Hannah's at home. Well, I was going to mention that. Let me finish, <laughs> And Zoe, our copywriter. So Tom and Zoe are full-time employees with us. And yeah, yeah, Hannah is still on the team, but currently on the bench. Yes, on the bench. You're knocking me for saying the kid. And you're describing being at home with a lovely new little baby as she is on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we've kind of got a little leaner as a team, but also um, I think the makeup of the team now is a bit more focused and is very much more fit to purpose in terms of we know these are specific things that we need that we're going to be doing in the short, medium and long term. And so we now have people in the specific roles to make those happen. Um, yeah, that's been a, it's been a, a big thing for us now previously we did work with um a content or writing agency essentially who predominantly helped us repurpose podcast episodes into blog posts um but again that was one of those things where you're always kind of aware of it was great knowing that we were able to put out good quality written content to go with the blog but then there was also that limitation of knowing that that was that was the only thing that this um agency we work with would do because that's just all this they they focused on so if we wanted to write emails for a sales campaign that had to be us if we wanted to update our our sales page copy that had to be us and neither of us are copywriters um so yeah bringing zoe on and she's just slotted right in like day one she's just nailing everything that she's doing uh just to give her a bit of praise um so yeah, so it's a really, really uh, great addition to the team and we're very excited about what it's going to enable us to do moving forward. Definitely. Definitely. So um, speaking of changes, again, we mentioned um, with Hannah going on maternity in January, one of the main things anyone who's an Academy member will know Hannah used to be, um, well, she used to run pretty much all the um, the calls other than Q&As, didn't she? In the, by, by the end, yeah. Yeah, in the end. So um We'd done a lot of experimentation last year with different types of live calls and live sessions in the academy. So with the timing of Hannah going on maternity, that kind of led us to revisit that a little bit and simplify the live calls that we were running just to make sure that not only is it manageable for us as a, as a company, but also just to make sure that we're not overloading people with too much live stuff. Because every time you do a live call you need to send emails you need to send reminders there's little pop-ups on the website when they come in and so if you're doing five different types of live calls and there's a different one every day then that can add up to quite an overwhelming um chock of communication and i think being honest that is definitely something we we've I was going to say failed at, but not necessarily failed at, but that was a, a challenge in the last year was yeah. trying all these different things, having all these different types of calls and communicating them in a way that was clear to members and enabled members to use them as effectively as possible. So actually being able to strip that back and simplify it, actually survey our members, find out what calls they most wanted and valued yeah. and why they actually want to come to live calls has really helped us to do that and to really, you know, just again, streamline those things. And, you know, we're seven years into this. So hopefully that tells you that, you know, this is something you should always be doing in your membership in, yeah. in terms of like, if, if you're still doing exactly the same thing in year seven that you were doing in year one, 
you probably maybe want to look at that, I would say. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> you know, memberships are an evolution. They're always evolving. And, you know, the best memberships are always paying attention to what their members need, trying things out, looking at feedback, refining, refining, refining. And we've definitely done that this year, particularly with our, our live calls. Yeah, and I think one of the the biggest, most valuable things we've brought in there is office hours. So yeah. so chances every month to actually just drop into a Zoom call with either Mike or I and have our direct feedback, get us um, to answer your questions directly. We already do our, our Q&A, which is a bit more formal, but these kind of drop-in sessions have just given us another way to connect with members, to yeah. provide feedback. It's a different style. So some people love the Q&A where they don't have to be on camera. They can just type their questions. Um, we also provide those as a recording. So a lot of people listen to them afterwards to kind of pick up the, the golden nuggets kind of thing. Whereas office hours are a lot more personal. They're a lot smaller. They're, they're huge value because essentially mm. a lot of the time you can get whichever of us is running the call to yourself for, yeah. for you know, five, ten minutes and actually talk about your membership. And I love them because it means we get to connect with members and get to know members and what they're working on even better, which is my favorite thing. Definitely, definitely. It's it's kind of going back to basics in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, the, the feedback we've had has been fantastic. How we feel about them when we do them. And, you know, knowing when we come off, like we're being able to go really deep with someone and and really almost have that little bubble of private coaching, just other people happen to be listening in, um, you know, that feeling that we are actually helping to really, really make a difference, make a change, provide some clarity and give some ideas is, is, is great, you know, and it's, be, it does make a difference being able to see people, uh, people's faces. And, you know, these aren't rapid fire sessions. These aren't kind of, Hey, you know, we're going to answer 10 questions and we're here for, for, you know, 15 minutes and we just rattle through and rattle through and be quick about it. Like there's no, like we gave generously in terms of, um, our time and even just little things like people being able to share their screen to, you know, show us something instead of having to kind of, you know, describe it for five minutes and see my blank face sitting there of like, I can't quite, I don't know what you mean. Like just little things like that just makes it more intimate, more, it feels more hands-on. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, we always knew that, but we didn't necessarily have the bandwidth to do it previously. Yeah. But bringing those in this year, I feel like it was the right time to do it. And yeah, it's definitely added a huge amount of value for members and for us as well. But the thing I find interesting is that when, like at the time of recording this, we literally just wrapped up a, a survey with our members and just how many people wanted us to keep both the office hours and the Q&A because yeah, they surprised. offer different things. Like we presumed the office hours would make the Q&A obsolete, mm -hmm. essentially. We, we had it in our heads that that was going to be something off the list each month um but actually no the the overwhelming amount of members still wanted that as well because it is a different experience it's it, a different it is yeah um and yeah i don't think I, I think i thought the experience wasn't different enough to to warrant and I'm, i'll quite openly say you know I, I, I was making the case to cali we should scrap those q a's because the the office hours are q a's you know you come ask a question get an answer uh but the differences on the Q&As, it's myself and Callie. Um, we probably don't dive as deep into individual questions. Um, it's a shorter window, so it's it's an hour. Um, and it's 
members aren't on camera members aren't on camera so you're in the chat room and uh speaking the camera like the actual setup the visuals it's on our pro camera with the fancy lighting in our dedicated little filming room whereas the office hours you know i'll be sitting there in a manchester united shirt um in my office with lego in the background and stuff like that um and my hair scruffily pulled back into a in a, a man bun oh my good word i've just realized i've got nearly 40 i've got a man bun <laughs> anyway um <laughs> so you know it's a very different aesthetic it's a very different level of intimacy um but it's still people showing up at a time with some questions to get some answers so i i kind of thought that actually the feedback would point us towards you know what do an office hours every week um and scrap those those two-person Q and A's, but people kind of want both. So that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And I think it does cater to different people's needs. I think um, honestly, in truth, I think the thing with the Q and A's is the people who get the most value out of the Q and A's aren't necessarily the people who are there. Yeah. And I think the big feedback as well was people liking listening to the Q and A's without having any questions because they got those nuggets from other people's yeah conversations from other people's questions and things we were saying whereas the office hours are very much more they're not the kind of core that you come and you hang out in it's designed yeah. to be a drop in drop I out think the questions are a lot more specific yeah the questions are definitely a lot more specific yeah. so that's been really interesting to do and and see how that's evolved this year in particular yeah but my i think my absolute favorite thing that we've introduced this year was was something we introduced in january which is our member missions yes so absolutely love these this is something again that we've had on our our kind of Wish list I'm taking for credit for this idea. I came up with the member missions. Absolutely not. I came up with it. Not. I'm sure but, I did. Uh, let's not let's, let's not fight in front of the children. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, let's but not yeah, fight so, in front of the podcast. So um, yeah, so member missions are specifically for our members who already have memberships up and running. And on the first of every single month, we release a new member mission, which is a to get you to take action on something yeah. that will move your membership forward. So that if this is the only thing new you do in your membership that month, it is going to improve things. It's going to make you yeah. more sales or it's going to improve your retention or it's going to improve your management. And the feedback on these has been phenomenal. Incredible. The results members are getting, the the impact it's having in, in actually having people engage and take part in them every month. Yeah. Because this is also the only content we've ever done that disappears. Yes. So actually you have to, to do the mission that month or download the mission that month in order to have it. That was definitely my idea. That was. And so and was the, the name was my idea. The name was my idea. Again, let's. This is what I've got. Not, to, not, not I'm going to mute right now, your mic but, so I can tell my side of the story. But yeah, it's it's been interesting having that kind of, and we ummed and aahed over whether to make them disappear or not. Yeah. Because we do always like having things accessible, but actually just having that one piece of content in the academy that actually there is a reason that you have to do it now. Yeah. And just actually seeing members taking action on that. And the main thing is, you used the wrong word there because it's not actually content. It's not content in the typical sense. And that, I think, is the big difference maker. And I think it was actually the the clarification of that for us that made us pull the trigger on the disappearing element. Yeah. Because this isn't training. This isn't something where, you know, you consume it to learn something new. This is direction on one specific action to take that month that will move the needle in some area of your business it's not here learn this brand new 
whole entire marketing strategy. It's not a course that you've got to study and, you know, roll out 25 different actions. It's just one thing because we know that, you know, once you're up and running and running a membership, a lot of the time you've got enough on your plate already. So you don't always have the time to sit down and strategize a whole new campaign or, you know, to take care of a whole bunch of things that might have been on your to-do list forever. So our thinking was, listen, if we can help people do just one thing that month, that might be the only other thing, barring their usual day-to-day stuff, might be the only new thing that they have time to do. But by telling them, listen, just do this, straight away that cuts through any anxiety or decision fatigue or, you know, what should I focus on? We're literally saying, this month, focus on this one thing. And we create the resources. So if if that thing includes sending emails, we write the emails for you and you can grab those. Um, There's been ones where... Uh, there's been landing pages or there's been landing website. pages, graphics templates, yeah. all kinds of things. And it's it's worth pointing out here as well. They're all designed to be done in just a few hours. These yes. aren't things that take you days or weeks. Um, they're all things that you can implement quickly as well. And this, you know, it's great because we can do such a variety of topics as well. Yeah. So some of them are things that you should be doing anyway, but you maybe always have on the back burner, like running a testimonial drive or a member survey. And other things are things that you might never think to try, like running an open weekend. And it's not just about giving you you know the stuff you need to do these things as a one-time one and done thing with a lot of these missions we actually as part of the stuff that you need to do that month we help you get set up so it becomes part of your ongoing marketing or part of your ongoing strategy without you having to set aside a whole bunch of extra time later on down the line so they're just ridiculously actionable and i think the main thing with these is Every membership, if content is a big part of what you do, you will hit that ceiling where what your members need is not more content. What they need is direction. What they need is focus. What they need is for you to cut through everything and say, this is what you should be doing right now. And that's what the missions have been doing for our members. And I think that, you know, not just is shown to us in the feedback that we're getting, Uh, Because actually, we also kind of incentivize people to give us feedback and tell us about their results. So we have a little prize draw um, for every mission. So every mission has a deadline. And, you know, before that deadline comes, you file your debrief. It's all very, you know, Mission Impossible themed. You file your mission report. You let us know what you did. You know, maybe you um, upload an example of like a testimonial graphic. For example, that's one of the things we did on the uh, testimonial drive mission. So you show us what you've done, let us know about the results, and you give us feedback on that mission, how useful it was, um, you know, whether the resource was good, all that sort of stuff. And everyone who does that goes in a little prize draw and they're incentivized too. So that, again, is a little extra little thing that has really pushed uh, the engagement and also the feedback because quite often people they'll they'll take training or they'll take some actions and they get great results but getting them to come back and tell you that they did uh, can can sometimes be difficult so those missions have been wildly popular and um, yeah I'm excited about continuing on with them. Yeah, definitely. We've got some great ones lined up for the rest of the year. Definitely. Now, some stuff, we've kind of touched on this a little bit more as we're kind of wrapping up uh, our little look back over the seventh year. Some stuff has gone on the back burner, kind of similar to 
to last year's episode as well. Um, some of you will know what member Intel is. Uh, it was a kind of a, a stats, almost um, analytics um, service tool platform, whatever we want to call it, for memberships where uh, you can kind of plug in your WordPress membership uh, plugin <laughs> to feed through info to member Intel and that will enable you to access reports on revenue, churn, trial conversion, stuff like that. Um, it's something that has kind of been in development for a while. And unfortunately with everything with the pandemic and with us redoubling down our focus on the Academy, member Intel did end up back on the back burner. Um, but you know, we haven't forgotten about it and it will come off that back burner at some point. And hopefully when we're here next year, reviewing year eight, um, you'll already be on member Intel, but yeah, for anyone who's been keeping up with that member Intel did have to go on the back burner. It, it's still, it's still kind of in that passion project phase. Um, you know, and it's frustrating for me personally, cause I've like built it, uh, to kind of be so close, but yet so far, but sometimes other things take priority. Something else that we've been a little quieter on um, relates to the member-only theme. Again, you'll know that Members of Membership Academy, we have a WordPress theme that is built for memberships that you get, you 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 can download and use when you're an Academy member. Now, we went through a, a period where we were just kind of coming thick and fast with updates and new features for member-only, and this quite simple, nice-looking little um, theme for memberships kind of turn into this like really powerful beast of a theme that can just do incredible things. And it's kind of got its own little built-in LMS and yeah, there's just some really cool stuff that I can do. And yeah, after kind of having a period where we were putting out a lot of updates uh, to that theme, the last year or so hasn't really seen all that much in the way of updates. Largely, well, there's two reasons. First reason is, I think we got any and all bugs. Like every every theme, every plugin will have a bug or a quirk and they never go away. But we've kind of squashed pretty much any any problems or any things where maybe we had a feature and, and people would say, I love this, but it would be better if it also did this. I think we ticked so many boxes and myself and, and uh, the the team on the tech side who helped me out kind of just did away with pretty much all the bugs <laughs> um so we haven't needed to update as much to to for the maintenance side or bug fixes or you know putting in those little quality of life improvements but also in terms of features like it's it's loaded it's stacked yeah, right now pretty good it's it's yeah it's more than pretty good it's it's stacked in terms of functionality and there's definitely that point where you're like, actually like what more could we add to it? Now there are some things that I've always kind of had in mind. I quite like to do with it that I'm now pulling out the draw and toying with for a future update. There's also some little tweaks or improvements and suggestions people have been making. And we've actually through the the floor open to Academy members to let us know what they want to see in the theme. So we are going to be releasing a new update for the member only theme next month. But yeah, that's something where, you know, it 
I don't think I'd say it was on the back burner because it's not been neglected. It's just kind of been, it's almost like this tranquil period where um, nothing hasn't needed. A it lot hasn't of work. needed a lot of work or a lot of updates. Um, so you know, there's been features I've added to the theme in the past that I've just done because I thought it would just be really cool to do it. And so actually, we're now getting back around to to that sort of mindset of you know, okay, what more could we do? So. Keep your eyes peeled if you're an Academy member for a member-only update coming within the next month or so. And of course, Retain Live, we've already talked about as a perennial backburner um, project. So yeah, all systems go, all focus has been on the Academy. Um, refinement, I think, has been the theme of the year. Yeah, definitely. Refining the product, refining the pricing strategy, refining and streamlining the team and and the plan going forward and all of that. And essentially making sure we're doing everything possible to help uh, Academy members, our membershipers to get the best results possible. Yeah, absolutely. So that's always the priority for us. You know what we haven't mentioned? Well, haven't we mentioned? We, we started membership day this year. We did. We did. I almost forgot. So that was February 28th. Um, we officially spearheaded February 28th as membership day because there is no membership day or there was no membership day until this year february 28th was chosen because if you're a membership owner who gets those recurring payments coming in you will know february 28th usually you will get the rebills for that day the 29th the 30th and the 31st all come in on the 28th so february 28th is membership day because it's usually the day that most membership owners get the most money coming in and it's a happy one once in a year day that um just, was just perfect for for officially being membership day um so yeah you can head to membershipday.com to um find out a little more about it and get some ideas on how you can celebrate membership day next february 28th but yeah that was a fun a fun little thing to work on um yeah i totally forgot yeah, about that definitely definitely all right, so as we start to wrap things up, we're just going to touch on some stuff that uh, is going to be a focus in the future. Obviously, a lot of what we talked about already today, that remains kind of at the forefront of what we're doing. We're kind of rolling out the the recent changes with the calls and the um, office hours and the Q&As and stuff like that. Um, you know, working with our team to just level up our sales and marketing now that we've got the roadmap in place and now we've got awesome stuff like the office hours and and the missions and stuff like that um probably the biggest announcement it's quite a sad announcement to make on this is the podcast this very podcast will be going on hiatus this is the last you'll be hearing for a little while. Yes. Um, a big part of the reason for that is honestly, we're at episode 371. 420 if you include behind the membership. Yeah, 420 if you include the separate behind the membership. That is a lot of content about memberships. And I would say, and hopefully you would agree, that one of the best things about this show is that the content is evergreen. You know, there's episodes we did in 2015 that are relevant today. In fact, most of them are still relevant because we don't react to news. We don't react to the latest fad or whatever. The stuff that we teach on the show is evergreen. It is largely timeless. So that's fantastic, but it also means you run out of stuff to talk about. And we're definitely in that zone 
right now. There's definitely in that place where you start to run the risk of just trying to find new ways to talk about stuff you've already talked about or, you know, to record a podcast episode that basically covers the main points of a past one when that past one is still solid gold. So yeah, that's that's led us to kind of think, okay, after seven years of the podcast, seven years of the podcast, that's insane. After seven years of this podcast and the Behind the Membership show and 370 odd episodes of this show 420 including the other that it's time for a little bit of a break now we said hiatus and we said break so you don't need to hit that unsubscribe button and mourn the passing of this show because there's a very good chance um that it'll come back or there'll be some evolution of it in the future but for now the podcast we won't be releasing new episodes on a weekly basis. Delve back into the 300 nod that we've already got because there is so much incredible advice in those. Um, but yeah, this this will be the last one for a while that we're recording and it's quite sad to have the words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, you look genuinely sad. I am. Yeah. I am. But again, it, it can come back. It can evolve. This is just a, a temporary. I've got the friends gif of we're on, we're on a break. We're on stuck a break. In my head now, even though it's not really relevant. And of course, for those listening, it doesn't mean that we're disappearing and stopping giving no. you useful content. We're just going to be playing around with the way that we do that. So we're going to be trying out short form video. So Instagram reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts, all of that stuff. So delivering you short insightful tips in a new way and if you're not on our email list already then make sure you sign up at membershipgeeks.com because we're going to be sending lots of tips directly to your inbox as well yeah definitely and you'll find on membershipgeeks.com over the coming months we're just going to be strengthening the free the free resources we have there you know there's on the one hand we're going to be um playing around with short form video to get those real timely short snappy little tips and reminders and prompt but then on the other side of things there's areas where we're going to go a lot deeper in terms of our free resources we'll be creating useful guides for you um you know there'll be some new articles where we dive a lot deeper than we're able to on the podcast so it's all positive it's all great stuff you'll probably be seeing well you will be seeing more of us definitely and hearing plenty of us as well and yeah, this this podcast is here in perpetuity too, so you'll be able to revisit and revisit and delve into the back catalogue um, and make great use of, of that till your heart's content. And if you miss us too much, then you can always come and join us in the Academy where you can hear our dulcet tones every week. <laughs> Absolutely. Good little, we talked about, we need to market a bit better and sell a bit better at the Academy. Good catch there. Kelly. I was going to say, I just couldn't help myself. Yeah, exactly. Just had to do it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a sad thing to end this on a note, but it's also a big positive because, you know, we're not, we're not going on hiatus. We're not taking a break from the podcast because it's not working or because we don't enjoy it or because, you know, listenership is, is going down or anything like that. It is just reaching, I think it's natural end point in terms of the way we've been doing things there's only so many different angles you can you can cover um before you do start getting repetitive and we never want to be one of those things uh, uh, podcasters experts influencers whatever you want to call us who outstay their welcome on a particular um channel so 
we may well have a spark of inspiration that sees um, some evolution of the podcast in the future. But for the, the short term, at least, uh, this will be the last episode in a while, which is sad. It is. It's really sad now. I feel all sad now. I want to change my mind. Can I not just come <laughs> on every week and just tell people what I've been up to? Although really it would just be like I built some Lego today. I played Xbox. Um, that's it. Did a little bit of work. Not much. <laughs> yeah. That's but it. if you if you want to share your feedback with Mike about listening to his his funny accent for the last seven years, then let us know in talkmemberships.com. If you're going to miss the podcast yeah. and what your favourite episode has been over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. You're making me sad now. I feel quite sad. <laughs> but, you know, it is the thing. It, it makes room for us just levelling things right up in terms of being able to put more time and attention into other ways of helping you that we've not been able to explore before. Um so it's only going to get better for those of you who are in the wonderful world of memberships. So, shall we wrap this up for what might be the final time? I think so, so you can go and cry into a cocktail. Yes, that is it for this little look back on the last seven years. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope um, you you like that little peek behind the scenes. We always get great feedback on these episodes because we don't script this. You know, we've got a couple little bullet points. You to might be able to tell that. Yeah. <laughs> we've got some bullets to remind us of what we did in the last 12 months because we're getting older and the memory is fading. Uh, but, you know, we, we do like the fact that we're still able, even this far in, to share you what is that, share with you what's happening behind the scenes, what's worked, what's been good, what's been difficult. Um, what we need to get better at, what surprised us, and hopefully that helps you in your own journey, or at the very least keeps you entertained. And I hope um, that goes for the whole past seven years of the Membership Geeks podcast. Yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride. It has, it has. I say that, it's been you for six years of it. I've just came in at the end. I know. And ruined it. And evidently. ruined it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you've got a really good sitcom and then they bring in this new kind of lead character and it just goes downhill. Careful, careful. <laughs> of course not. Of course it's not like that. Um, but no, of course, you'll still be able to catch up with us inside our free Facebook group. If you head to talkmemberships.com, that will redirect you to our group or you can search Membership Mastermind on the Facebook app and you will find us. We've got around 20,000 membership owners in there at the moment, give or take. And of course... You will always find us inside membershipacademy.com. That's where we hang out day in, day out. So uh, if you want to come and hang out with us, it's a pretty awesome place to be and you get to be part of our next year and the next year and the next year and all that good stuff. So can you tell I'm kind of just like I'm putting off finishing this up? But no, we'll, we'll pull the trigger on it. That is it from us for this week. I struggle to not say we'll be back again next week with another episode of the Membership Geeks podcast. We may very well be One back again. <laughs> we may very well be back again sometime in the future with another episode of the Membership Geeks podcast. But I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to absolutely everyone for every millisecond of time and attention that you have given us uh, over the years on this show. And yeah, it's sad, but it's also an exciting next step for the Membership Geeks you definitely not seen The Last of Us. 
Not at all. Not so at all. make sure you continue to check out membershipgeeks.com. Absolutely, absolutely. And we look forward to having you along for the next stage of this journey. But for now, we are out. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Geeks podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. Membership Academy is the original membership about memberships, and it's the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing, and running a successful online membership business. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be and you need some help making it a reality, or whether your website is already up and running and you're looking for ways to grow and attract new members, then Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. Not only do you get access to our step-by-step membership roadmap, our extensive training library, and exclusive member-only discount and tools, you'll also become part of our supportive, active community of membership owners that will help you along the way in your journey with feedback, encouragement, and advice. All of this and more make Membership Academy the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out and join the community at membershipacademy.com.